Warning, this podcast may be disturbing to some listeners. Due to the graphic nature, listener discretion is advised. Welcome from wherever you are. This is The Demon Inside with your host, John Venom. If you want to review a different episode of The Demon Inside, you can find them on Spotify or Anchor. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. A new episode will come out every Monday. And now, to our show. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. On August 15, 2016, in Jupiter, Florida, Austin Haroff stabbed three people. He subsequently started eating one of his victims. Austin Haroff was born on December 21, 1996, in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. He has one sister, Haley, who is one year younger. He said that his parents were divorced when he was 13 years old. Mr. Harriff described his father, Wade, as an old dentist who is different, kind of loud, a redneck, he added, that he was a nice guy who has a temper sometimes. He said that he and his father got along well as he got older. Earlier in his life, his father forced him to go fishing and engaged in other activities, but now he enjoys those activities. Austin Haroff went to Suncoast High School, a magnet school in Palm Beach County, and obtained a 3.3 grade average. In his freshman year, he was shy, but he made some friends after he started to play football. In his freshman year, he began weightlifting to become more muscular. He started dieting in his junior year so he could have a good body and look cool. Austin said that he went to Florida State University in Tallahassee after high school. He initially began as a biology major while considering a career in medicine. He then decided he might become a dietitian and later shifted to an exercise science major. He joined the fraternity Alpha Delta Phi. By the end of the freshman year, he became bored with drinking and going out. He reported having a 3.3 grade average his freshman year. He dropped chemistry lab to a port. Due to a poor grade, he took six weeks of college courses at Palm Beach State College in the beginning of the summer of 2016. Austin had his first job working for six weeks as a dental assistant in Florida, Atlantic Dental in July and August of 2016. He did this because my father wanted me to do it, he said. He also described his mother, Mina Haroff, as really nice and somewhat permissive. She made us clean a lot, and she was very motherly. He stated that he was pretty close to his 19-year-old sister, Haley. He described his sister as a lot like him. Mr. Haroff said that he was raised as a Presbyterian, and he indicated that he became an atheist at the age of 18. 
He started to have renewed religious feelings in the summer of 2016. He researched Krishna, Buddhism, and Jesus in the summer of 2016. Upon inquiry, he felt that, in retrospect, his research of religious figures was related to his mental illness. On Friday, August 12th, his last day at work in the dental office, he cried during much of the day because he felt so bad about other people's problems. In the week preceding August 15, 2016, he felt like his brain was always running. His consistently elevated mood was sometimes intermixed with fatigue, but not depressed feelings. He did not feel anxious. In fact, he described himself as fearless. He had trouble sleeping that week. Sometimes he got only two hours of sleep. When he spent the weekend visiting his girlfriend, Katie Alexander, in Tampa, the weekend of August 4th through the 7th of 2016, he was up all night. He saw monsters upon awakening. In college, he once heard and saw a demon-like figure, but he was unsure whether he was awake or asleep, or if it occurred while he was just waking up. After he came back from visiting Katie Alexander, he began researching philosophy, religion, and the Illuminati. He became preoccupied with philosophical and religious ideas. He studied philosophy, Tony Robbins, Lincoln, Krishna, and he became interested in yin and yang. He shared these ideas with Leo, a friend of his father, during their hour commutes back and forth to the Florida Atlantic Dental Office where they worked. Austin believed that he could manipulate the water while sterilizing dental instruments at work. He believed that the water served as a source of power for him. The water would sculpt to my hands. The water gave him added energy which would go inside him. He believed that he could bless the water which would cause it to be sterilized. He concluded that, that he was special and that no one else could direct the water the way he could. Austin Harrow developed the belief that he would be the next great civil rights leader, like Gandhi. He changed his phone screensaver to the picture of Gandhi. He wanted to unite everyone. He believed that he had a special charisma. He indicated that he could talk to anyone without caring what they thought of him. He thought that he was really talented, not just as a rap musician. He believed that he could accomplish anything that he wanted to do. On Friday, August 12, 2016, Austin Haroff thought he had superpowers within him. He felt like he was Jesus. He walked in a slow, harmonious manner like Jesus. He felt responsibility as a Jesus-like person to try to solve the problems of other people. Austin Haroff began to wear light clothes because Jesus wore light clothes. He was attracted to light rather than dark. He felt that if he wore dark clothing that made him evil. He believed that if he woke up and with sunlight, it would give him energy like he was being recharged. He associated dark with lack of clarity and evil. He became fearful in the dark. He believed that the devil had power in the dark. He kept lights on. He became so fearful that he couldn't sleep at night. He was fearful that a dark spirit would kill him in his sleep in the days before August 15th of 2016. In the week before August 15th of 2016, Austin Harrow kept seeing dark shadows that night when he was in bed. He developed an insight into good and evil. He believed that evil forces were coming after him. 
He felt the presence of evil forces in his home. He had thoughts that the devil was out to get him and his sister Haley. He believed that all the people in his mother's home were at risk of being killed. But he specifically, and especially, was fearful for Haley and himself. On August 14, 2016, while at a gun show, he purchased a knife for protection. He felt a heightened sense of fear and a need for protection from everything. He became fearful of people and animals. He chatted with a vendor at the gun show about survivalism, which was out of the character for him. He chatted with another vendor about how to handle himself in hand-to-hand -hand combat. He asked what he should do if he were attacked. The man showed him what physical stances to take and what hand movements he should make. Mr. Haroff described feelings that he was a protector of other people and at other times he felt vulnerable and fearful. He shifted back and forth between feeling invincible on one hand and fearful and vulnerable on the other. On August 14th or August 15th, Mr. Arab began to wear his grandmother's stone cross on a thin chain. It looked too feminine for him. He insisted on wearing it for protection. He took it off only after his father told him to. So, Austin Harrell said when he woke up on Monday, August 15, 2016, he put on a Michael Vick jersey. He did this because he believed that he had a special relationship to dogs. He initially thought that Michael Vick was a bad guy due to sponsoring dog fights, but then he became a good guy. He felt in a great mood. He wore avatar sunglasses because he thought they would protect him from evil. Mr. Haroff went to the beach by himself Monday morning and ran like an animal. He felt like an animal who could run really fast. He jumped from rock to rock like an acrobat with special powers who was capable of jumping very high. Sometimes he felt like he was half dog, half man, and at other times he felt he was half horse, half man. He felt a special relationship to other dogs. He saw dogs at the beach and thought that they were really cool. Because he was part dog and part man, he was convinced this was the true this was true at the time. He thought that other dogs' hair was attaching to my face, he said. He felt good about being half dog, half man. Mr. Harrow said that he had heightened intuition, which he described as a sixth sense, that allowed him to read people. He could tell if people were good or evil. A man some distance from him said, Hey, Austin, and acted like he knew him. Austin Haroff thought he was an angel, and he did not have fear of him. Austin Haroff walked and ran to his father's house to get his car, which had been left there the previous night. He estimated that it was three to four miles from his home. It was the first time he had ever walked or ran from his home to his father's house. I ran super fast. He walked in the middle of the street in the belief that nothing could hurt him. Cars went around him. He believed he was invincible. When he got to his father's house, Carrie, his father's living girlfriend, asked him to fix the XM radio on their boat. He also helped move a pedal board at Carrie's request. 
The reason he was doing this was because his dad told her to keep him there, and that was the only way that they could keep him. This is what happened when Austin's father arrived at the boat that day, in his own words, that he told to investigators. I get wind that he can't sleep, pacing the floor, mm -hmm. the latter days. And so I try to get him uh, some volumes or sedatives. Whose volumes are those? Mine. Yours? Okay. okay. And uh, he gets, I, 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 I give him too many, throws them on the floor. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I will not be controlled by you. So I went and grabbed the keys out of his hand. Mm -hmm. When was this? The, I think Monday. Okay. And he's pissed off. And he jumps on the hood of my car and dents it. And so I finally decided to give him his keys back so he didn't mm -hmm. damage my car any further. Yeah. And uh, uh, I wrote him a text on my phone to I said, he damaged my car. His, he got a one-word answer to learn. Austin said that his father followed him in his own car to a jewelry store that he drove to in order to have his watch band altered by the jewelry store. Austin agreed to put a Xanax in his mouth. He then took the Xanax tablet out of his mouth and wrote on the side of his car, don't trust with the Xanax tablet. Austin said he went to Sam's house, but he did not text him in advance as he ordinarily would. He jumped on Sam's car pretty hard because he felt like an acrobat. While he was with Sam at the beach, his sister Haley called so they picked her up and drove back to the beach. He, Sam, and Haley ran into five of the fraternity brothers. He was feeling distant in his head so he walked away from them. Austin said that he was feeling godlike. He felt a special relationship to God. He believed his anatomy was changing and he was getting bigger and more muscular. He felt like he was in charge of his own destiny and had supernatural powers. He felt that he knew all the religions. He felt that God was speaking to him through his action. He continued to feel he was either half horse, half man, or half dog. His feelings switched between the two. Austin said that he, Sam, and Haley then went to the home of one of his fraternity brothers named Dave Yates. Others at the house smoked weed and drank alcohol, but he did not. He took a beer and poured it on his left hand. He thought that he absorbed the beer through his hand. Like I was feeding my hand, he said. Austin played with a lacrosse ball and jumped around. He kept leaving to go into the woods to be with nature. He was related to this feeling like an animal. When they left, his sister Haley did not want him to drive because he had made an illegal U-turn at a red light. When he got in the car with Haley driving, he climbed into the hatchback because he felt he was a dog. We'll be right back after a few words from our sponsors. Welcome back to The Demon Inside. Austin told Sam and Haley that he had a sixth sense. The three of them went to his father's house and he changed clothes. He put on a hat and wore it backwards in the belief that it would propel him, him forward. Austin, Sam, Haley, and his father then walked on a nature trail. This is what happened on that nature trail in Austin's father's own words. 
all of a sudden I saw, look, look, there's a tortoise shell that's, that's empty. Mm -hmm. And there's another one. And he goes, stop everybody. And he gets his knife, and it's about this long. Mm -hmm. And he says, stay behind me. I, I feel something going to happen here. I said, put that damn thing back up. What the hell is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. And he did. And so then, do you know what kind of knife that was? Yeah, with the switchblade. Is that uh, the knife that you bought for him? At I didn't the, buy, I didn't you buy it. He him? bought it for him. Oh, he bought at, it for himself? At the gun show. Okay, at the gun show. Yeah. If I show you a picture of the knife, uh, could you say whether it is or it isn't? It's got a little blood on it. Uh, is that okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's the knife he had? Yes. Okay. What's that, about a three-inch blade? <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks like about... Mm-hmm. Okay, so... He, uh, what did he say was going to happen to the turtles? Anything? Any, when, he, when he, he acted like he get behind me, I smell. I think, I think something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. and what I was doing for the last two weeks is trying to joke him out of it, mm -hmm. the, the psychosis. Mm -hmm. And I said, "Put that away. You're crazy in hell. Stop." Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, he, so then after that, we continued to walk and. We went into a clearing of the, of the residential thing, and he decided to run. And I sat there and watched him from afar run about sprint about two or three miles wow. at once. Quick? Quick. Yeah. And so he's totally dehydrated. Mm -hmm. And um, we decided we were going to go to Duffy's Deep. Mm -hmm. So we went to Duffy's and we're sitting there. And he disappears. He says he's going to the bathroom. He disappears. And so we're all wondering what what's going on. And uh, his mother calls up my daughter and says he's there. And we walked about two miles to home. Well, they were at Duffy's. He felt stuck. It was gonna. It was taking a long time. So he felt a need to leave, and he left Duffy's, telling the others he believed that. He was an angel of death and Carrie was an angel of life. He felt the presence of the Grim Reaper. Mr. Haroff could not recall how he got to his mom's house. Austin Haroff's mother explains what happened when Austin came home from Duffy's. I was at home earlier at 7. Knocked on the door, uh -huh. um, and I open it, and he walks in, and he's just in his shorts and a sweaty mm -hmm. shirt. What color was that shirt? He didn't have a shirt on. Oh, he didn't I, have a shirt. I think earlier in the day he may have had a white shirt, a white jersey. I I uh -huh. don't remember. Okay. And when he knocked on your door, what did he say? He didn't say, he just came in and I said, where's Haley and Sam? Mm -hmm. Because I knew he was out with them. And he says, I don't know. And I mean, I don't know exactly the chain of events for me mm -hmm. going to the kitchen. Yeah, and Because mm -hmm. I was cooking dinner mm -hmm. and I said, are you hungry? And he's like, yes. And I think I was in the refrigerator and I look over and he's got a um, a, not a jug but a, 
container of Wesson oil. And he's staring out the window. He's like, like he's about to drink it. Mm -hmm. And I just turned. I said, that's not a drink. And I grabbed it from him. Mm -hmm. And I put it on the counter. I said, that's Wesson oil. Mm -hmm. And he turned around and... I don't know if the phone rang and Haley's calling me, but I, I mean, I do notice him getting a bowl and he gets mozzarella cheese and he puts a little bit of the oil in it and takes a couple of bites. Okay. And Haley's calling me asking if Austin's there. Where was Haley? Where was she calling from? Duffy's. She was at Duffy's. And said, yeah, what happened? And she's like, he, he left. So I'm like, awesome, why did you leave? He goes, I don't know. I said, come on, why did you leave? He goes, I didn't want to wait. Mm -hmm. I said, and then I said, well, is the food ready? And they're like, yes, have him come back and eat something. So I said, do you want to go back and eat something? And he's like, okay. And I don't know where he went to get his shirt. I want to say it was the back bedroom by our bedroom. Mm -hmm. And he got a polo shirt and put it on. And I guess I got the keys and we left. Okay. And then you dropped him off at I Duffy's. He's, he comes and sits down. Uh, and I said, I'm just going to be on tape today. So I said, what the hell are you doing? And he didn't say nothing. So I grabbed him by the collar and I said, what the hell are you doing? And he goes, and my girlfriend says, Austin, don't. And he looks at my girlfriend, embarrassed, leaves. He wanted to teach his father a lesson by walking home alone and showing him that he was able to get to his father's house without his assistance. He was feeling invincible. Austin recalled running and following the stars. There were no street lights on the road. He saw some headlights come around the corner and he thought it was something evil. He turned toward the car to ward it off and the car drove off. About three quarters of the way to his father's home, Austin saw a dark figure with a white face. He thought of a figure as evil. While Austin was walking to his father's house, he had been missing for a few hours. His mother called 911. This is that call. Police Department Lodge Recorder, this is Chrissy. Um, yes, I need to. I don't know how to do this. My son, he's um, kind of taken off. And I'm concerned about his own safety. How old is he? Acting a little strange. Um, 19. Does he live? Does he live with you? Yes. Okay. What do you mean acting strange? Um, I. It seems like he's a little um, delusional, or like he's acting like. Does he have I mean, a history of like that or anything? No, this is just like recent um, change mm -hmm. and that we're noticing. Um, and he was out to dinner with his dad today and he took off. And we just, you know, he was with his sister and he says, you know, he feels immortal and, um, 
like a superhero, so I'm just, I don't know what's going on with him. Do you know if he's been taking any drugs or anything like that? Nothing, I've asked, and nothing Mm -hmm. recent. Right. That uh, I know of. So did he leave the house, or did he leave from the restaurant? Where's he last seen it? from the restaurant at Duffy's. Which Duffy's is that? Um, by I-95. In what city, though? We dispatched for five. I'm sorry. You know, he wants to help everybody. Yeah, headed. Well, last scene was going towards Island Way, um, towards, like, going towards North North Church Street. How long ago was this that he left? I want to say 10 o'clock. Have you left on foot? Nobody. Yes. He had no idea on him. His um, no phone. You know, and I have will say I think the only thing he has on him is a pocket knife switchblade. And your name, ma'am? Mina Harold. And he's never done this before? I mean, this is like something new? No. This is just, I mean, his friends, I'm calling all his friends, and they're like, it's just, he's changed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is he white, black, or Hispanic male? Uh, he's white, uh, brownish, brown hair, brown, light brown hair. Um, he's wearing white shorts, and he had a blue polo on, if he's wearing it. Okay. What's his name? Austin. Middle name or initial? K. Spell the last name for me. H A R R O U S F like Frank. Alright, I'll get an officer by that can um speak to you and um see if they're gonna put out a missing uh person's alert or what they want to do with it. Um do you have no idea where he might have went or anything? Does he have any weapons that own or anything like that that he would have on him or anything, pocket knife or anything like that? Yeah, I said he had a pocket knife, like a switchblade type pocket knife, I don't know. Okay. I, I think that's the only thing he has on him. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't own anything. Like you said he left towards Island Way and that was around 10 o'clock? Okay. All right, I'll get somebody by there for you, okay? Great, thank you. Bye-bye. Next week, we'll continue part two of the Austin Haroff story, only right here on The Demon Inside. Don't forget to subscribe to The Demon Inside on Spotify, Anchor, or any other podcast directory or through our website, anchor.fm backslash The Demon Inside. A new episode of The Demon Inside comes out each Monday. Let us know what you think and join the conversation on our Demon Inside Facebook page and on Instagram. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join me next Monday for a new Demon Inside. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends. I'm John Venom. We'll see you next time, if I don't get possessed. The Demon Inside was created and written by James Porter. 
It's a production of Venomous Entertainment. Theme music, Demon Inside, is on the album Conjure One by Reese Fulber. Background music was created by Lucas Key.